Welcome to Playing With Perspective, the suspended animation podcast, where we hear real stories from real people and we tackle all sorts of fun topics in the areas of business, marketing, entrepreneurship, mindset, the arts, and well, life itself. It's amazing what you'll pick up. Thanks for joining us. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for joining me for episode 180 of Playing With Perspective, the suspended animation podcast. I have a fantastic guest today, the renowned stylist, Silvana Patrick is with me. Silvana, how are you? Hello, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for... um... Yeah, it's happy to to be here with you. Uh, thank you for joining me. And I, you know, I love. I've got a bit of a fashion fetish myself, so I love talking about style. You know, <laughs> I put on my good shirt for you today. <laughs> but for everybody out there, we're going to be chatting all about why style is so important, and we're also going to be chatting about Silvana's new book, The Image of Success. But before we do, I'll give everybody a quick snapshot into who Silvana is. So Silvana Patrick is an internationally renowned personal stylist and brand expert whose work translates into powerful results for her clients. Having worked in several countries, she brings a vast understanding and experience in optimizing one's image in the corporate and professional environment. She uses the power of style to transform our perception of self and others, leaving her clients feeling more confident and increasing their presence and impact in all aspects of their professional lives. She's the author of a brand new book, as I mentioned, The Image of Success, which we're going to chat about today as well. So welcome, Silvana. Thanks for having me here. It's always fun to be here with you. Ah, sensational. Maybe let's let's hold up your book just so everybody can see it as well. <laughs> ah, there it is. Love it. The Image of Success. How cool. So, Silvana, let's jump in. I'd love to kind of explore your story. How did you get into this field? Because it's such an interesting field. How did you get to work around the world, you know, providing styling (laughs) services to so many different people and maybe different cultures? So tell us a bit about your background. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's a a long story, right? I'll try as to do as short as, as I can. So I've, I've always loved fashion since I know myself as a person. So that was uh, the no-brainer um, path. Yeah. And uh, I'm a fashion designer by background. So I have a fashion degree and I didn't have a big uh, backup plan. Yeah. I pursued my career in fashion and I was very focused. Uh, we're talking about a long time ago and there wasn't a lot of competition. However, there wasn't many opportunities either. So it was still still very difficult, very limiting. Um, So I didn't, although I have a fashion degree, I didn't pursue the creation part of it. Uh, Somehow I was drawn to the fashion industry um, and on the other side. So I ended up working for a textile company and I ended up um, in my last work in fashion. I was working for a luxurious magazine in New York in my early 20s. So that's a very long story short. (laughs) So I I was in my tender years um, working at the top of the world, couldn't be more thrilled, but 
the minute I got there, I realized that that wasn't my passion. That wasn't for me. It didn't fit in. Um, and then I tried for a while, but it was, wasn't really for me. So I quit everything very frustratingly and went back home, packed my things, went back home. I'm Brazilian by background. So like I said, I didn't have a big, uh, you know, a backup plan and I couldn't think of anything else I could do uh, for a while. And um, I had to do something and I ended up getting myself a business degree and entering the corporate world as we do. Indeed. <laughs> uh, so because I have lived in the States already and because I spoke English, which was a differential back in the day, I, I, I succeeded in the career because of that, but not exactly because of how I was dressing, because I was still thinking, you know, like I still thought as a young stylist and I was dressed as such and it wasn't for my English and my, you know, knowing the United States, I wouldn't have gone anywhere in my uh, previous industry. Uh, so it took me a long time to figure out that I had to change the way I dress and the corporate world. And when I did combined with then, you know, my other skills, then, then I, I, I succeeded and then my career took off. So it wasn't easy. It was a, a hard transition. And uh, but eventually I, su I succeeded and, and then I was transferred to the US and then I was transferred to Melbourne and then New Zealand and next was going to be Italy. Wow. So all of that because of my experience, my English and all that. And I, I have this Italian background as well. That's why Italy was going to be next. Nice. So that, that was kind of not going to be uh, that was not going to it's going to be nonstop. Um, but, uh, but then I, I met my husband, I was in New Zealand and, um, I decided to, to stop with the nonsense and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> settle down. I love it. Yeah. And that, that's where I started my consulting business because then I, 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 you know, in those aha moments, I said, oh my God, the whole styling was more popular. And then I said, why haven't I thought of doing that before? And only then did I realize that that actually that was my passion, not the fashion industry per se, as I thought first, but dealing with women, real people with real goals. And then, you know, 11 years fast forward, um, the, the moving didn't stop. We moved as a family to the Middle East. Uh, there was another book that I need to write. <laughs> wow. <laughs> And then we stayed there for a while and then it was time to come back to the real world. And uh, we came back to Aussie as a family as well. And it's been six years. Um, so in total, running myself as a business, I, I when I was in, in Qatar in the Middle East, I developed my business in Europe and back in back home and, and um, in North America as well. Nice. So that I got got very international when I was there. So I'm still very international because I still have clients all over the world. It's based in Australia. These days, it's you know you don't need to be based anywhere in particular. So no, um, and it's interesting, you know, I'm hearing a lot more now about people doing exactly this kind of work, styling through using Zoom, and it's working extremely well. Exactly right. Exactly right. And uh, 
Um, I even develop an app that it's amazing. My clients are loving it. It's a shoppable mood board and a shoppable everything. They, you know, highly personalized, curated for them. All they have to do is just click a button and they buy the items, you know, that was um, curated by their stylist. So they're absolutely loving it. So with the user technology, you know, my work has been so easy and so pleasurable to do at distance. Amazing. And yeah. I mean, I want to just touch on one thing you mentioned a bit earlier. You said at a certain point, you realized that you had to start developing your own style to get ahead. How did that realization come about? How did you wake up to that fact? Yeah, that's, that's a, it's an interesting thing because um, I was quite, you know, hard on my ways to the way I dressed. And it just gave me, you know, I don't know. I think I, I, I at one point I got, I got ready for that. I was tired of seeing the doors closing and not knowing why. So I started to investigate and try um, different things. So that's exactly what I, you know, try to tell people because nobody will ever tell you that you're not dressed properly, yeah. you know. They will never tell you. They'll simply close the doors. And that was happening to me. I said, oh, my God, but I have the skills. You know, what's going on? And uh, when, you know. You had the skills and you have the language. So exactly. you thought, what the hell's going on? Exactly right. And, and you know, to be honest, um, I've been through with some of my clients for, you know, the same reasons. And it's amazing how depending on the, the industry you are of course but some are just little details mm -hmm. that make all the difference for example I had a client he was very smart you know very skillful guy in his early 30s trying to get somewhere he was ready you know professionally ready but just not getting there and then he hired me because, you know, we're talking about New York, right? You know, people are there. They know that everything counts as a competitive advantage. Um, so we, I just couldn't think of anything that could for his style even. We went through his wardrobe. He did everything we had to do with, you know, I investigated the company he worked for to see, you know, mission, vision to, you know, to see what we could, um, you know, better put in alignment with that and couldn't think of anything else. And then one, one day I was just analyzing his images and I, I saw this little earring in, in um, I noticed wow. the and then I said, oh my God, try to take that off. Oh my God. And th that was it. <laughs> it was that right it, it, it's amazing it was just like that wow. he took it off and he was working for a very conservative um, yep. company um in manhattan so there you go you know sometimes amazing. you don't realize that the um, little details that make so much of a difference yep. exactly exactly right so fascinating and yeah, that, that was an extreme case but that goes yeah, to show yeah and but and do you find that um people from different cultures because you've worked around the world with lots of different people do you find different cultures are more welcoming to what you're saying or welcoming to change than others how do you find the cultural differences yes yes um i have to say that having uh lived and worked in three different continents 
everything is different. Every, every, everywhere I live is completely different, but it seems to me that Australians are way lay, more laid back. This part of the world is way more laid back in terms of Im image, in, yeah. which is good in a sense, right? I, I lived in places that we were, everybody has way too much into image, right. which is the other extreme. So it does vary from culture to culture. Yeah. And what I'm used to saying is that the world is smaller, getting smaller and smaller. And even Australians being laid back, they deal with internationals who bring their own standards. So you're doing business with other business owners from, even if they were born here with a different background, they still bring their own, you know, their background into the, to the table, right, to the, to the board. So they judge on their terms. Mm -hmm. So that's good to know that, okay, if you're not Steve Jobs, you still have to conform, yes. right? <laughs> yes, and I suppose that's very interesting because depending on the culture or the majority of the culture that makes up your environment, you have to adapt your style to that as well. Exactly. Because it could, there are cultural differences as well as um, general differences in terms of how you should be dressed to progress. Yes, exactly right. So it's important to create resonance, you know, and not discrepancy. Mm -hmm. So for me, dress code is to dress for who you are interacting with, who is in front of you. Right. So, you know, like you, your, your customer, your boss, you really have to, to know what the person, how to, to think about how that person will perceive you. Yeah, I love yeah. it. And before I jump into one of my next uh, questions, which I really want to launch the conversation with, I just want to mention that the other day I was watching a documentary on Johnny Depp and I was blown away by his style. And I thought to myself, he must have a stylist because the way they put outfits together for him, hats, glasses, scarves, rings, eyeliner, nail polish, detail, and he looks like he's got his own very, very unique style. So there must be someone in the background putting that together for him. Exactly, exactly right. You touched a very interesting point. It's for him, right? It works for him. It's his signature yeah. style. Yeah. So everybody has style, even if they are not aware of it. So knowing that and working in that is what makes you stand out. It's make you unique and people are attracted to you uh, as opposed to just being a copy of somebody. Yeah. Right? So, so it's really a balance between um, exacerbating who you are, but also trying to fit into where you are. So it's that balance. Yes, it is a balance. If you are in the corporate world, you are willing to get somewhere. It's important that you show a little bit of your personality within parameters. Yeah, I like that. Right? So that's that's a give and take thing there. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. But I mean, let's jump, let's take it right back because I really want to explore why should, you know, what are the real benefits if we break them down, you know, in, within according to your experience of people spending some time to build a style that is really going to make a difference for them? Well, that's, uh, um, well, when I did all the searching for my book, I interviewed some psychologists oh. and there is a, actually a coin, a term coin there at the moment called enclosed cognition, uh -huh. which is the impact, you know, in, in, a, in a nutshell, um, it's the impact of that cloth has on you or on us. Mm -hmm. Um, so 
it, it's a part of a larger fewer psychology um, called, you know, um, so that's interesting because it really plays a huge um, toll on how we feel um, when we wear a certain outfit. It, it is a psychological thing. Um, it's a convention as a society, but it does play a, a, a huge impact on how we perceive ourselves and how others perceive ourselves. Yep. So the, the benefit is that firstly, you get to highlight your personality as we were, as I was sharing before, but also because that boosts your confident levels. So we all remember those days that we were feeling less than confident with how we were dressed and we just don't feel like interacting with people. We just feel like, you know, staying in the little corner. And the opposite is also true when we are feeling great. You look in us you know, like ourselves in the mirror and we feel great. We just feel like going out and talking to people and walking even taller. So that, that, plays a huge impact and not many people are aware of this. Yeah, and, and a great point. I mean, even in today's world where we're working so remotely, you know, half the time we don't have to change. We don't have, we, I could wear the same thing five days in a row, but I don't. I get up, I think, I feel like today's a new day and I treat it as if I was going into the world, even though I'm sitting behind my computer and sometimes on Zoom or not. So, and it makes a difference to my, confidence and my personality of the, for the day. Exactly. It's just, um, it, you know, creating a routine, like even if you were, you know, just working from home and you start for A and you change, you know, wearing your trackies or you change your PJs and you just put a structure in it and you put a little bit of makeup, doesn't need too much, but, you know, obviously it is more relaxed now. Nobody's wearing high heels at home or, yeah. <laughs> or putting too much makeup or anything, but just the symbolism yeah. of doing something, right? Creating that that break between home and office and all that makes all the difference. And also something very interesting too, because of Zoom, we are literally more Zoomed. People became more self-aware how they look. Right. And I was talking to a dentist the other day, said, oh my God, my number of clients went to the roof because people are more aware of their teeth. You know, they're looking more at themselves. They're seeing oh them more, more in this little square. So they're, and it, it gives less uh, margin for distraction. So I'm seeing you more in this little box. I, you know, I'm paying more attention to you as yeah. you know, as opposed to where we talking in person and being distracted by everything else. So that's another uh, really interesting phenomena. I can imagine all the teeth whitening industry has increased over the last few years. Yeah, Botox and all that. <laughs> Brilliant. I mean, absolutely, I agree with you. I think, you know, confidence plays such a part in everything we do. And style, having your own style and dedicating some time to be proud of what you're wearing and proud of how you're presenting yourself to the world is going to make such a difference in your achievement in the workplace and personally as well. I think it's so important. Yes. Yes. I um, agree more. But my next question and people are probably asking and thinking, oh, that's all very well, but you know, I might be on a budget. I don't make a lot of money. You know, 
how many outfits can I have? You know, is it how expensive is it to really create a, a versatile yeah. style? There are so many doubts about it. And actually, not many people really know what I do, actually. So because it was something just for celebrities, just for rich people, all these things, is still a lot of stigma there. But there are many things involved. First of all, it's not as expensive as it used to be. Yeah. Um, it's way more affordable. And this, because there are more... Uh, there are may, way more stylists going on at the moment. And the second thing is uh, we spend women, you know, there is a statistic that Australian women spend in average throughout their lives a quarter of a million dollars on clothes that oh. will never see the light of days, many of these items. So if you realize that, you know, most of these items will never be worn or won't, do anything for you or you just be you know fast fashion polluting the environment and mm -hmm. contributing if you if you take all that money and invest in a stylist or not all the money but part of that money a small part of that money you know is actually gonna learn what works for you and learn to use more you know your own pieces more smartly because great part of what i do is teach people the pieces, the stars that are for them. Yeah. So they look amazing at all time. It doesn't need to be designer. It doesn't come with a price tag. So uh, in my book, I also cover this part because, you know, if you look at the French women, they have these tiny wardrobes, yet they look impeccable. <laughs> so we need way less than we think we do. So, for example, there is a formula that says that if you have the right 12 pieces, it will make up to 40 different outfits. Oh, my God. Man. So they multiply before, right before your eyes. So you have almost two months worth of, a, you know, a capsule wardrobe for work, for example. You almost have two, or two months worth of outfits in only 12 pieces. Oh, my God. So uh, that, that's the thing. When you have a cluttered wardrobe, you just don't know what you have yeah. you right? and to take yeah. the same five things because you can't you can't even be bothered to start sifting through what else behind exactly right you don't even know what you have and you end up going to the go-to pieces mm -hmm. which are you know roughly 20 percent so you you leave all the rest of your of your um, wardrobe you know just untouched just getting you know pollution and you know like or stagnation i, I go into the energy level as well that's another whole another a whole right. other issue so but yeah so we we don't need as much as we think we do for sure yeah i love it i love it and i mean i can imagine as well like a lot of people probably tend to follow fashion but it doesn't always mean it suits them there's a really an important um, understanding for people is to know what actually suits them. So there might be different different uh, opportunities within the current fashion, and they have to choose which one suits them better. And you yeah. teach them how to do that. Yes, like um, because I was in the fashion industry, I know the mechanism very well. It's a it's any other industry, right? It's it, it's there to sell. It's a propelling. So it's made to it's it's a whole mechanism to make it's people buy like machine. the food industry, yeah. right? It's like the food industry. They're made for you to consume, yeah. and people are lazy. 
right? They just want to copy because it's easier. Oh, I love her. Like, I love the way she I want those glasses. I want that hairstyle. I want those shoes, whatever. Exactly right. So, um, like we were saying that, you know, the copy is never as good as the original. They are the trendsetters because they know what works for them. All the other ones are the followers or the copies. Yep you know, and they will never be as good. So bringing the attention inwards, right? Knowing what works for you, you you will become a trendsetter. People will want to look like you because people are attracted to people who dress well. That's that's as simple as possible. You know, like that's in us. We love that. We have that. We are visual creatures. Definitely. And, and as you mentioned, you know, self-awareness is so key. You have to understand what's going to work for you. And, you know, probably working with someone like you can really help them to understand why certain things suit them better than others. Exactly right. And yeah. And then, you know, you don't need to be following trends or anybody. I mean, again, you can have fun with, with, with trends. No, nothing wrong with that. Of course. Once you know, which ones are for you. You pick one here and there and you have fun and you look current and all that, but not being a slave of the system, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. love it. And I just want to kind of go back to your story for a second. After you started to take more notice and really understand this science and art, I call it, it's really a combination between science and art. Um, did the opportunities come to you very, very quickly? Yes, I, I've always knew how to dress for my body type, but I didn't know how to dress for um, the occasion or the situation. Mm-hmm. That's where the personal branding image comes in. Gotcha. Right? That's where I learned the hard way that I help my clients shortcut right now. Right. Because like we were saying before, you know, like it doesn't matter if I'm dressing wonderful, if I'm not dressed for the situation or for who I am interacting with. Yep. So as a young girl, I didn't realize that. And when I did, it took me a long, long time, believe me, two years almost of, you know, closing doors and, and nose and nose and not knowing uh, why. Yeah. Uh, one day I just realized that it was another aha moment and and then my career just took off just like that and then the the doors started to open that happens a lot that happens all the time you know in 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 different degrees obviously depending on how conservative your your industry is but it is a competitive advantage let's suppose you have two two people comparing uh competing for the same job Obviously, if you are skilled, you're going to be hired. That's no question. You're going to have a promotion. You're going to have more chances. Even for even by relating better with people and people liking to relate with you. So, you know, the benefits are tremendous. Absolutely. Um, and I want, I'm wondering if you have made mention of this in your book. There's a, there's a, a concept called the halo effect. Have you heard of that? Halo. The halo, H-A-L-O, halo effect. Yeah. Um, maybe you could explain a bit, a bit about that because I think that, that fits into to what you do as well. No, no, I haven't heard of this term. Oh, okay. The halo effect. I think it says, don't quote me, 
word for word, but generally, if you had two people and they both had the same skills and experience and they came across the same way, but one was slightly more attractive or, you know, in, in that physical sense than the other, we have a tendency to be attracted to or choose that person then over the other. It's just a psychological, sociological phenomenon. It's called the halo effect. And I'm yeah, sure that this plays, plays a role. I didn't know the terminology, but I always say that, you know, even this is in my book, that if you have a beautifully packed present and uh, not so beautifully wrapped present, which when you do pick without even know what's inside, that's a no-brainer, right? People yeah. will go straight to the what's, you know, more beautifully packed. That's exactly what with us, that's illustrating how, how we, we judge. And it's, we don't even know that. It's a oh. question of seconds. Definitely. It's, it's, it's all subconscious. We have a subconscious it is. It is very mechanism. Yeah. yeah. It is. Fascinating. I love it. So, Silvana, let's talk about your book. I really want to get into the details of your book. So why did you decide to write this book after so many years? And I'm sure it's many, many years in the making as well. <laughs> um, and all, you know, but tell us more about the whole journey of writing this book. Oh, yeah. I've always wanted to reach more people, obviously, um, that been thinking about writing a book for a long time, just didn't have the time. Yeah. And I started really putting, you know, the work um, during the first lockdown. And that's the positive side of, of COVID, of the pandemic, that yeah. I had the time and I, I really focused. And I, I, I used to joking that I the, the, the book was conceived during the first lockdown and it was born <laughs> during the second lockdown. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> So when we went out of the lockdown, the first one, I I went back to full force to working. I didn't have more time. So I finally finished during the second second lockdown. And um, yeah, I'm really thrilled with that. Love it. And so let's have a look at it again, just show everybody. Ah, sensational. The image of six. So I am the letter I of image. Yeah. And is that the photo taken by Philippe, a good friend of mine who's a great Yes, yes. the photo was uh, Philippe uh, Flats. Right. Um, yeah. Sensational. And so tell us a bit more about the book. How, like, what do you go through in the book? What do you, what can people get out of the book? Well, it's a little bit of my journey. I went, I go through a little bit more detail and, you know, what the image did to me as a person, personally, and how I, um, oh, the struggles and, and all the cultures, different cultures that I deal with. Um, and obviously it's a, it's a styling book um, after all. So there are lots of styling tips there. And um, actually it's a, personal brand image that the image part of personal brand book it's so it's it's more focused on professionals especially women who want to get somewhere so that's a that's a um, obviously for for anybody at the end but it's more focused on professional women who want to use their image to propel their career to get somewhere else awesome so there's a bit about the psychology it's a bit about the psychology behind it, your story, yes. and some practical tips and tricks of what to do and what not to do. Yes, exactly right. So there are tips of how to uh, to pick, you know, the, the right pieces for your body type, how to organize your wardrobe, how to create a capsule wardrobe for, um, you know, areas in your life. And, um, yeah, I go through um, a lot of um, details and in, in 
in all the elements of style, fabrics, colors, and and even the psychology of color, which I spend a lot a lot of time talking with psychologists and bringing because for me there's the the aesthetic aspect of color, which is personal. But in general, as a society, we have some colors that mean different things. So I go in depth into what this do to us. Yeah. I love it. Is there an audio version or just written so far? Uh, it's it's no audio at the moment, but there's the, the, the Kindle and, and the paperback. Awesome. And people can get it on um, Amazon or? Yes, uh, it's available on Amazon. Yeah. Okay. And also your website? Yes. Yes. It's, love it's, it. Fantastic. Well, there you go. I mean, I'd love to read that. I'm going to have to have a look at that because it sounds fascinating. But do you only work with women or do you work with men as well? I, I work with men. Actually, I love work with, working with, with men, um, except for my husband. But <laughs> <laughs> Why? He doesn't listen? Or? Uh, no, it, it's good. No, he's good. I'm joking. Yeah, but um, it's always difficult to, <laughs> to work at home. Um, depending on where I am, obviously, in New York, when I was there, it was kind of 50-50. Women are, you know, men were more into that. Australian, a little bit less. Yeah. Obviously, in the Middle East, was was 100% women. So it, it depends on where I am. But, um, yeah, I do men and women as well. Okay, great. So are you, when you go shopping or go on a holiday and you're at the shopping center with your husband, are you the type of person that will go off for hours and your husband will be frustratingly waiting or will he come along with you and go on the journey believe it or not i don't have time to shop for myself hardly and on weekends all i have all i want to do is just relax and spend time with my family because i spend too much time shopping for my clients and in most shopping for my clients and um I i do shop for myself but i mostly shop online Online. I was just about to ask you, do you do a lot of online shopping? I even bought my wedding dress online. Wow, no way. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's, I'm assuming that that's an art form in itself, to know how to shop online probably. Yeah, I even have an online guide for, guide for, for gummers. It's, it's actually, there's so much involved. You have to know brands. You have to know the stores. You have to know how the customer service works. You have to know your body most importantly. And you have to know how to read the garment's description. And you have to understand delivery, the couriers, you know, there's so much involved. Um, That's why people, you know, like in this, how many years of buying online, if I return three items is, you know, can remember any more purchases that I that I returned. So ah, sensational. yeah, so it, it's it's a there's a lot involved, a lot of knowledge involved there. And it's also quite um, intricate. Like I find when you ha- you have to really zoom in and look at the details of the fabric because yeah. you might not realize that there's a slight um, you know pattern or a different kind of texture. Exactly what you thought you're looking at. So unless you zoom in and really look. You could actually be surprised in what you get. Absolutely. And that's why I prefer certain shops because they show videos mm-hmm. so that you get to know how the, the, the fabric falls and, you know, you get a lot of more details. So getting to buy at the right shops is, is very important as well. Awesome. And for me, the advantage is that you have way more options and you get better deals as well. Nice. Love it. 
Yeah. As we all love online shopping these days. <laughs> but Silvana, I'd love to just kind of touch a little bit more on how you work with people, because if people are wondering how to get in touch with you and how, how what the process looks like and what the different ways they can work with you look like, maybe if you can go through some of that for us. Yeah, so uh, people normally hire me not because they're happy and everything's going well. There's something going on. They're not feeling confident and all that. So I like to make, you know, like they either love shopping too much or they don't. Normally it's the case. They, they hate shopping. Um, so for me, it's making the process fun, yep. right? If you're going on a, you know, um, shopping in, in a um, actual store, I like to pre to prepare the store so they don't waste too much time. It's not, you know, tiring. And we have a very comprehensive conversation and very relaxed conversation of what their goals are. So we get to know their specifics, their budget. It's important to be within their budget, right? Sure. And, and go for the, the missing pieces. It's not, the goal is not to make you buy an entire wardrobe. Uh, the, the goal is to make the most of what you already have, eliminate what's not working and play with the pieces that you already have. Um, we go for the missing pieces, but if, you know, when I come back and I reinsert them uh, in your wardrobe and show you different styles. And also for me, I'm a huge, I'm, I'm huge in sustainability and I'm huge in smart purchases, perhaps just accessories just to spice it up because accessories are cost less than the entire outfit and they change completely yep. and they show your personality. Yep. So a little bit of color here and there, a little bit of personality. It doesn't need to be, um, you know, buying too much stuff. Normally people already have a lot, right? So um, yeah, it's an educational, it's a two way thing. They learn, they have to, they have to participate as well. And, so that's the two things. They try on the pieces. I tell them why it's not working, why it should go. Um, we alter the pieces that perhaps just need some TLC. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we go for the missing pieces uh, for, you know, if need be. Right. Awesome. So, yeah. Awesome. And do you, just out of interest, do you get involved with hair styles or more just clothes? Yeah. I go as far as you want. And for me, style doesn't start from the neck down. So it's the whole thing. So I I have, you know, my team of hairstylists, makeup artists, skin, you know, uh, professionals, um, everything, everything that I need to complement and uh, to offer my clients. I have to be surrounded by the best professionals. So because they're an extension of my work. So, um, yeah, I can go as far as you were prepared. It's a holistic styling experience. Yes, it is holistic. For me, like I said, you know, like I even go with wardrobe feng shui, right? And all that. It's about the energy. It's about how you feel. For me, the bottom line is how you feel, how you look in the mirror and how you feel about yourself. You really have to see that big smile, you know, and that's priceless. That's, for me, the successful result. And I can imagine, obviously, that after a certain period of time where you kind of have taught someone how to see things the right way, they might not need you as often. Is that right? 
Like, that's correct. You know, um, they, they go on your own, you know, like, but funnily enough, they, they still hire me from, you know, every year just to yeah. update because they don't have the time. Right. Cause I already know them. Yeah. Um, so that makes it easier. And it's also obviously not going to cost as much because it's just a maintenance thing, yeah. but it, it happens quite a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. Some of them are really good to go. And some of them just prefer to, Keep, you know, keep the relationship going, which is fun too. And do you do most of it on Zoom these days? Yes. um, Obviously for the international clients, but um, some, some, um, my, some local clients, they just prefer to get their mood boards, their shop, uh, their shoppable mood boards or their shoppable videos just online. They just say, oh, I need this or that. Right. We have a quick Zoom chat and then I prepare the, prepare the video for them. And so the video is like me showing um, after our discussion and we, we know what, what they need. I prepare, I curate the pieces and um, I make a video with me little in the screen telling them why I picked the piece and, you know, going through all the, 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 the description and all they have to do is just press the, the, but, the, the buy button and, and that, there you go. Mm-hmm. So it's already in their budget. It's already in their color. It's already in their size. Everything is filtered for them and they don't need to do much else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you mentioned there was a term you used before capsule wardrobe. What does that mean? Well, uh, it's we have different um, aspects of our lives, so work, weekend. So that's important that you differentiate this, uh-huh. this pieces. So you create a capsule wardrobe for a season or for um, a, a particular situation or or area of your life. So for work, for example, you have all the pieces. So they are in one capsule mm-hmm. and they interact with each other. They uh, talk to each other so you don't need to think about style right what where am I going to wear this jacket with you know like it's just there any skirt goes with that any top goes with that yeah. so everything is already um, in the same family per se so that makes styling and dressing much easier and stress-free yeah absolutely and so you would have you would have different compartments in your wardrobe for different um, environments or would you just is that more conceptual well for for i do that especially for my clients obviously for me my wardrobe is like you, you if you open my wardrobe you'll say oh how many people live here <laughs> i don't have a i go with the flow but i'm an exception so what i do have is season so my winter uh clothes are tucked away and i just have my summer outfits and and, and then i change but for my clients, it's important to have, if, if they focus on their professional life, it's important to have a capsule wardrobe in a corner so they go straight to that. They don't need to think about that. They don't waste time there. And if they need something, you know, to update something, they just go for the same item. You know, it's easier for them to replace the item if, if need be. Yeah. So that makes their lives much easier. Yeah. Amazing. You know, and you know what, like talking about it, it just dawns on me that these days there's so much more choice in terms of fashion. So you really need to know what you're doing because it can get stressful and you can it waste does. a lot of time. 
It does. It's, you know, like you think about a, a woman's morning. Oh, my God. Preparing the family for the day and you having to think about makeup and, and hair and, and, you know, everything. And if you look at our male fellas, all they have to do is just <laughs> put a shirt on. And sometimes the same shirt they wore the, the day before, you know. Like right. that kind of alternated thing. every two days, you know. i love it well silvana it's been absolutely an absolute pleasure chatting with you i've had so much fun and you know i could talk about this stuff forever because i'm fascinated by personal branding and part of personal branding is style and wardrobe and you know aesthetics so i think it's really interesting so i wish you all the very best and hopefully your book uh, sells a million copies And so everybody who's interested in checking out your book, maybe maybe just give us a little rundown as to exactly how to find you, how to find your book and, uh, you know, book in for any consultations, et cetera. Yeah, you can find me on uh, com, and you can find my book there as well. Or alternatively, you can find on Amazon worldwide. Okay. And um yeah, you you got a, you have all the information on my website, on my styling packages, and um, corporate workshops as well. I give corporate workshops oh, cool. to a business owner to train your staff and how to to look, um, you know, according to your brand. It's very important. And wow. I, have, I, I can imagine that being a fantastic team bonding um, workshop as well as you know learning some great um, insights that are going to help people personally. It is very important, you know, like everybody on the same boat. And I have um, given, you know, participating in some uh, programs at at Adelaide and Flinders University. So um, I I love this educational part of it. I think it's very important, all the the personal branding part of it. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here with you and talking to you all. Um, let me know if you need anything. I'm happy to answer any questions. Um, you can find me on my website, like I said. And um, yeah, love to to speak with you. Awesome. Lana, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the show. I really enjoyed that. And I hope that the audience has as well. Um, check out Silvana's website, check out her book. I'll put all the details in the show notes for everybody so you can link out and you can buy the book as well. Might be a good gift possibly for some friends and family. Um, but Silvana, do you want to leave us with any last words about style? Just just get to, to know yourself. I mean, what have a, you know, really, really good look in the mirror and see what you can, um, you know, try to understand where you are, um, who you want to be, how you want to be perceived and how you want, how people, how you'd like people to perceive you and go for it. I mean, there's so much information in the internet, you know, like you can find all this information. So do the homework because no stylish women did, you know, didn't do their homework. All of them have done their homework. So it doesn't come easy. So do that. And you conscious effort. You can see that there's been, it's been a premeditated strategy. It's not just put stuff together and it just falls in place. Exactly. I mean, you know, like there are people obviously who love more than others. So that comes easier, but it doesn't mean that it's not learnable. So you're going to make, you're going to hit huge results if you invest in your image. Love it. 
Well, Stevana, thank you so much. Everybody out there, I hope you enjoyed that. We'll see you very, very soon for another episode next week. And everybody have a fantastic day. Bye for now. Thanks so much, everyone. Thanks. Bye.